We haven't heard that music in a little while. Hey, boss, how are you? When was the last time we did this? It's been a little while. And let's remind them that this is the uh, City View with Mayor Tom Koch. I'm Mark Carey, his media director for the foreseeable future, we hope. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm in the mayor's office right now on this uh, day, this beautiful day in March. Well, Mayor, it's been a while because you've been putting the word out there uh, in many different uh, different ways. You know, you've been communicating on this. We're going to touch on a few things today, but sure. let's take a look back at where we've been, what we've been doing. And, you know, you're, I do think that we've done probably at least 125 videos wow. over the past year, uh, which is, you know, the, one of the reasons why we haven't done this so much, because we're putting it out there in other ways, in social right. media and everything else. And so you've been really putting the message out. So from... From the beginning of COVID to testing to to a to a thousand vaccinations a week, let's uh, let's kind of look back a little bit. Do we have to? <laughs> well, I, I no, think, I, no, yeah. we should do that. In fact, I, I just funny. It, um, Mike McGlynn used to be the mayor of Medford, Mass. He just stopped in, just just out of the blue, say hello, and he says, "I feel it. I can feel it. People are feeling better. People feel more confident." And I think that's true. I think the vaccinations are getting out there, and I think that you know with spring around the corner. Um, and people are ready. It's been a long year for a lot of people, and and I shouldn't, you know. I know sometimes we kid, we joke a little bit, but you know we've we've lost a lot of people through this, and uh, some real good Quincy people that were friends, as as you know. We uh, so this was this was real, this was serious, um, and I think we I think we we handled it that way. You know, I I know the governor's taken a lot of abuse over the last few weeks on the rollout of the the computer system for the registration of vaccines for seniors, and and you know what it. That stuff happens. I mean, you know, this again. We're in unprecedented times. Um, the Obama, when they rolled out the health care, the, the systems crashed because so many were signing up at one time. Um, so, you know, there's there's always ways to do things better. There's always ways to improve. In fact, you know, this whole process. God forbid we don't have to go through it again. But there was no playbook for this. Mm. But we've all learned from this in so many ways. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm proud of the city. I'm proud of the team. Um, I'm proud of the the city employees uh, that have just everybody has stepped up and and we you know we talk about this and it sounds a little bit corny sometimes but you know in times of adversity in times of trouble you know people step up uh, the, uh, there's so many great people out there that just want to do the right thing uh, for the community and for their their neighbors and and we've seen that time and time and time again so you know when this thing started we're all flying blind right I mean right, nobody right. knew what was going to happen and. You know, we shut everything down. Everyone thought it might be a month, a couple of weeks. You know, but the summer, they said the heat of the summer, the virus would be killed. I mean, how many different things do we hear? <laughs> um, I mean, if you played the tape and talked about what Dr. Fauci had said each and every step of the way, now you look back, it's, whoa, and everyone uh, a little said, different. Everyone said, oh, it's not going to be a problem. Like that this time last year, maybe, oh, we're, we should be okay. We'll be all right. It'll just be something that passes through. But really, it's... Uh, well, and I think, too, there's human nature. Nobody wants to be the Debbie Downer, right? So I think everyone wants to always be trying to confident and be positive. So I think that's part of it. But, um, you know, because if you're out there, if you're selling doom and gloom as a leader, what does that do to the psyche of your community? I mean, so so it's it's a balance, right? It's a fine line on that stuff. But, you know, we learned as we went. And, and um, you, you think about it, obviously it was a health issue, right, and, which created the economy issue. It wasn't the economy crash, and it was a – uh, not a sickness in the economy. It was a sickness physically, health-wise, in the population that created the challenges for the economy. So, uh, I think it's important to, that we, you know, we talk about that. 
and I don't think we know exactly what the what the outcome is going to be at the end of this too. I mean, all the people like you had said, not that I want to focus on the gloom and doom, but but you know, we don't we have no idea what the effect is on kids yet, and on what uh, many many families or causes depression, causes all kinds of things. But we've done a lot over the last year from uh, lunches in the schools. Let's talk about some of the things that Quincy's been able to do and provide its citizens. Well, sure. As as you know, uh, right out of the box, we weren't waiting necessarily for someone to tell us what to do. We were making decisions on the ground that we thought uh, made sense. And you may recall, Mark, one of the early things we did was I brought all the leaders of the medical community together. You know, we had Rich Fernandez from B.I. Milton. We had Eugene Welch from South Cove. We had Cynthia Sierra from Manit. We had uh, Rose DiPietro from South Shore Hospital. I'm all coming together to make sure we're all on the same page. How do we work this through, um, you know, so that we're not, you know, we, you don't want to be in silos. You want to have communication going. You want to make sure we're, we're coming together and make it happen for the community. So that right out of the box, we were doing those things. Obviously, the governor stepped up and started issuing guidance from the state. So we're following that. And then the CC, CDC was issuing guidance. So sometimes they conflicted. Sometimes it changed rapidly, um, especially the CDC, you know, it was... The social distancing, we've had the discussion of a three-foot, six-foot, 12-foot. It could be a Dr. Seuss <laughs> book on something like that. Let's not go there. Yeah, right but let's not go there. You're right. So, you know, early on, the main focus was, okay, how do we get the kids educated going through this? You know, we we immediately moved to order um, 5,000 Chromebooks so kids could have access. You know, we had houses that um, we had to create hotspots because some houses didn't have the internet. We had school buildings that didn't have enough capacity, if you will, to to provide the the necessary internet speed and things for people to get on. So there was all these all these challenges every everywhere you went to try to do something. So you tackle that and the game whack a mo, you know. So when we talk about come back in September, the big talk was okay, what about the ventilation systems? What about the air exchange? So, you know, our public buildings went through every building and made sure all the systems are working. In fact, I would suggest our buildings are much safer than your home. Because your your home is so insulated today, unless you're opening the windows and doors, you know you're not getting any air exchange in there. Well, the buildings, the systems automatically do that air exchange. So there was that issue. Uh, you know, how do we how do we handle the kids that, you know, come from tougher backgrounds to get them what they need for school lunches? And so all of these things were being looked at and addressed right out of the box. So we had to pick up sites for school lunches so people could come in and get boxed breakfast and lunch. You know, nobody was denied. We had several locations around the city. People could do that. We were, you know, the, the Chromebooks were available. Kevin Mulvey and his team, superintendent's leadership team, principal, teachers, everybody working hard. So families would come to the Coddington, sign up, pick one up, so then they could get connected. Um, again, nobody knew how long this was going to last either, if you recall. It was, was going to be a week. It was going to be two weeks. And all of a sudden, you know, we're gone through the school year, and the rest of the school year was gone. And as you know, we made adjustments for graduation in the summer, we did a virtual, then we did a live one, but we had to split it up or the separation. I mean, it, there's just so many aspects of this. The park and rec this summer, how do we get there, you know, be safely using the park and rec equipment? And we put wash stations in and had uh, programming there. I mean, it on and on it goes. And then, of course, the business side. Well, that's it. I was just going to say about that. I mean, that's another animal altogether. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the uh, economic development side. Big time. Uh, obviously, right out of the box, who was getting hurt? The hospitality world, right? I mean, the hotels, no one was going to a hotel. The restaurants, obviously, many restaurants restaurants made the adjustment with the takeout side of it, which saved them or kept them going, but some couldn't. Uh, they didn't have the capacity to do that. So uh, was when the federal money started to be talked about, uh, I remember talking with Congressman 
Lynch, Congressman Kennedy, uh, Senator Markey. And one of the things I asked was, you know, we already have a CDBG program, Community Development Block Grant. We get federal money every year. Just use that as a pipeline and, and give us some flexibility on how to use it on the economic side. And they did. I'm not saying it was... I'm not saying it was my idea, but the point is that was the right way to go because you don't have to create a whole new program. And you know how the federal government works on that stuff. It would have taken years to, to get anything done with a new bureaucracy. So they did that. So we were able to get money on the street immediately. As you know, we took care of, uh, and again, work with the Chamber of Commerce, Timmy Cahill and his team. We get a million dollars right in for rent for, for these people that were out of work. So they helped them with their rent for two or three months rent. Uh, we immediately, uh, with other federal money, we went and helped with businesses directly, with their with their business rent, with their mortgage, those small, you know, mom and pop shops that, um, you know, whether it was a cleaners or whatever the store may have been. So we, I think it's about $2 million we put on the street for that. Um, and then subsequent to that, through other funding, we, we, we followed uh, some of those models. Um, Jim Dunphy at Social Bank, you know, they took some of their monies and, and put it right back uh, into people of need. To the, he was a great model for the banking community, what they could do. Uh, they put money right back in the hands of people that needed it. So, um, again, as, as I mentioned earlier, it's a time when um, it's challenging, can be very hard and depressing, but it's a time when people step up and make things happen, keep things going. They love the city, love the community, and you, you want to make everybody um, whole as best you can. So a lot of other things were happening, as you know. The legislation went in about rent control and, and all those things, but, um, you know, we just, it, it, it's bizarre. It's a year. I know. I, you know, I, I don't know that I've had a day off. And I say that with staff and everyone too. Right. Just, you're thinking, oh, next week's going to get better. Next, and, and things got better and then it got worse. And it got better and then it got worse. And, and here we are. Hopefully this trend continues and stays on course to, to a point where we can get back to normal. Yeah, and Quincy's been a model. I mean, I know to a lot of other cities and towns as far as how to do it right. And again, none of us know how to do it right. It was, there was no playbook for this. But No, it, but there's instincts. There's, the, you know, the gut tells you. You know, as you know, the outdoor seating... Why do you have to create all kinds of bureaucratic language for it? Just do it. Get it out there. Done. <laughs> you know, we, we waive the license fee renewals for all these places for the liquor licenses. Just do it. It was just the right thing to do. You yeah, know? yeah. So now I'm not saying that it, it results every time in, in a perfect uh, solution. And there were some issues we worked out, but you didn't have time to wait. These, these businesses didn't have months to go through a process of applying uh, and somebody coming out and making a decision where to put the rope line and the, and the barriers. And, um, you know, everybody just worked together. And, and, and I think it's worked well. Now, did we have some issues along the way? Of course we did. You know, and, and um, you know, Commissioner Jones, Ruth Jones, she's now retired, and her team, they were, they were under a lot of pressure because they're reading the guidance. They're seeing things on the ground. They're getting calls from people. I, I referred to them as the mask police last summer, you know. Uh, well, I saw somebody, they didn't have a mask on, you know, or, or this restaurant had 10 people. They should only have five people. I mean, yeah. so you deal with all those things, too, at the same time. And, and people mean well, but, but then when we get into the vaccination period, I mean. Uh, well, testing just, first, then vaccination. You that's, partnered. That's, right. that's why we should bring up Manit as a I mean, you brought up, uh, you know, Tim Cahill in the chamber and how they've helped along the way. But really, Manit has been an amazing partner all the way through from beginning to end to now. Yep. Let's start with testing. We did a lot of that on our own. We also, and, and we're doing vaccinations. Yeah. Um, you know, Manit Community Health Center, we have two health centers in Quincy under Manit. There's one in Taunton, there's one in Hull. Cynthia Sierra is the CEO, remarkable leader, remarkable individual. We 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 talked on a regular basis. And then, of course, uh, Chris Walker, my chief of staff, uh, became the liaison and was on the phone several times a day with these people. So, so we took some of that federal money early on we put it to work for the logistics. We said, I said, look, Cynthia, we'll partner with you. We'll get the tents. We'll get the logistics. 
uh, and set up the testing site. And uh, so we did our part. And then, of course, her medical people would do the testing. And that worked well. And then that rolled into a permanent location for the testing, at least permanent in the sense of this pandemic. And the building at 180 Old Colony Ave, we purchased to build a a special school for some of the challenges that we have with some of our population in the school system. So we had a beautiful building there that we immediately turned into a testing center. Well, as you know, that rolled into the vaccination center. Um, And just it's a it's a gorgeous facility that lends itself perfectly to what we needed. Um, you know, Cynthia and her team are great. Then you get on there, you see Bob Griffin, his wife, Rose, uh, volunteering, helping people get through. Uh, Jane Casillas used to be the head of the nursing uh, program in, in the school system, and uh, and she lives in Quincy. She's down there volunteering, helping out. The Carters from Post Island, uh, retired nurses helping out. Uh, just people, again, stepping up to help things get, get through. So Cynthia and the team at Manit were a, an amazing partner that allowed us to put forth. We were ahead of a lot of communities because of that partnership. And the state saw that we had our stuff together, you know, that we had a plan that we're working well together. There's many communities that don't have a health center, don't have a health entity, which makes it more challenging to get the vaccines rolled out. So uh, I can't say enough about Manit. And all the way, you know, YMCA made their place available when we depopulated Father Bills. I mean, it could go on and on. It's just everybody just stepped up and was cooperating. I mean, Rob Hale doesn't like to talk about these things. Granite Telecommunications, but uh, he's buying several hundred meals a week from local restaurants to help them that goes to different places that need the food. I mean, and yeah. he, he doesn't put a headline about it, but that's the kind of stuff going on that yeah. is just awesome. Yeah, really, uh, they're an amazing company. He's an amazing guy. So uh, we've been doing a 1,000 vaccines a week. Uh, that's just the city, not counting the folks that are calling their doctors and doing the things at the CVSs and the Walgreens, but uh, that's been really amazing. So let's talk. Let's move on a little bit. I mean, we can't Let me please... say one more thing yes, about please. the vaccines. Um, Quincy Housing Authority, uh, we're one of the first public housing authorities uh, to get the vaccine. So Quincy Housing is working with Stop and Shop Pharmacy. They go from building to building. The people don't have to leave their apartment. They come right to the door. They sit in a chair near the door. They get the vaccination. MassCon and Brewster Ambulance and the firefighters were doing rollout vaccines. We did several civil um, senior buildings with that program. Um, so, again, everybody's just working so damn hard to try to get this thing uh, under control, if you will. Yeah, uh, it's been amazing. It really has been something to watch. I and mean, that's the good stuff. That's the good side of things. I mean, Absolutely. We can't please everybody. I mean, everybody across the country has been sort of, you know, keep your kids home, send them to school, do a hybrid program. And that's just something that, well, again, You see the emails I get. You oh, get the, all, all extremes. From the extreme of, I'm not sending my kid back till next September. He's staying or she's staying remote. To those people who have been screaming at us, the kids need to be back in school. This is yeah. ridiculous, et cetera, et cetera. So, and, and by the way, you, you touched on it. Um, and, and I think it's important to note that I think that the look back on this period, when we get through this and things get better, the look back on the mental health issues, the anxiety issues, the addiction issues, the physical abuse issues, domestic violence is going to be eye-opening. It's going to be eye-opening. It's going to be really difficult, though I'm not questioning that we had to do certain things. But, for example, this, not all, every kid comes from a great home. And sometimes the classroom is the safe zone for that kid. So... You know, we are an urban setting. We have a great city, a great school system, but but this stuff goes on in life. So mm. those kinds of issues uh, manifest themselves. And we've been so focused on the physical health 
that the mental health uh, issues are going to be percolating, and I, and I think that's something we're going to be talking about for a long time. Yeah, I agree. I think so too. But looking positive now, we've had a, a before we just hit our last subject. I wanted to just touch on we've had a mild winter. So far, not out of it yet. March can be tough. I remember the April first snowstorm. I know that was a long time ago. That was nineteen ninety six. My daughter was born that year. We've had a mild winter. We're moving into a moving into spring. Things are starting to feel a little bit better. We're coming out of our shell a little bit. Hopefully, is sure. what are your thoughts on on some on looking forward? Well, the numbers are all going in the right direction for sure. And this is the time of year. Normally, we start to come out of our mini. Um, Depending on the winter, but you know, people, the winter gets old. It gets long, and the cold weather and, and all. You know, whether you have a lot of snow or not, um, you know, you're hunkered down, particularly with the pandemic. So I think with with the numbers going in the right direction with the pandemic, and then add to that, we're going into springtime. I think it's an automatic lift to the psych, right? I mean, it's 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 that time where people just have. They're ready. They're just ready to get out there and get back to some normalcy. You know, I, I'm a firm believer. We we were built, you know, by our creator, not to be hermits. Mm. We, you know, we thrive on each other, yeah. company and and uh, you know the camaraderie, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but being with people is shaking is crucial, hands and so. hugging and getting yeah. Stuff. I don't know if that's ever going to come back the way it was, but um, certainly yeah. at least being with people and and sharing conversation and and having some jokes and so forth. I mean the. The Zoom technology and all that's been helpful to get through, but it's there's no substitution for for being in person, you know. Yeah. So, well, in in, in next week, I know that 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 you and, and your team are, will be looking at uh, whether or not we move forward with uh, flag day plans. I know it's something you want to do. It's something that's very close to your heart. It was difficult to cancel last year, but we're looking at that as our maybe our first event. I know we've pushed some other things off in right. May that we just have to do because we're not going to be there yet. Hopefully we will be. Keep so, in mind, we can, we did have a Flag Day event, so it continues to be the yeah. the annual event. We didn't miss a year. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We did a few things differently, but we didn't have the traditional parade. Yeah, I got to make some decisions this week, next week on Memorial Day. How we're going to deal with it? Flag Day, June twelfth. How we're going to deal with it um, going forward? And you know, there's other spring events will be popping up and. You know, we're trying to bring everyone back to school over the next several weeks in the school. Then you get into the, the prom season, the graduate, all these decisions we'll yeah. be talking about coming up. Though we're going in the right direction, we're still going to be mindful that if, if we don't pay attention, things could go, go the other direction again. So, And I know everyone's sick of the uh, the negative reporting. And I'm just, you know, you think you're making progress and then it's at the media, wow, there's another variant. You know how that's going to be. It's just the, the old joke, the, you know, the New England... Typical New Englander, you know, someone says, oh, what a beautiful day. Yeah, but it's going to rain tomorrow, you know. I, th- I think everybody's had enough of that negative projection. Let's, let's, you know, we got some stuff to celebrate now, and, and we should be talking about that. I've, I've known a number of young couples that had to put off their wedding ceremony a couple of times, and, you know, because they want to get together with their family and their loved ones. People couldn't grieve appropriately during this time because oh, yeah. of the restrictions on that. Uh, I just think people are ready, and... Um, we're Americans. We're not used to being told what to do, number one, and, 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 and to be sitting around, you know? Uh, yeah. You look at us versus a lot of other cultures, and we'll go, 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 and many are, many are not like that. Right. So it's been harder, I think, on our population. And everyone's got that extra COVID weight. Because Although you so. look pretty good. You don't look bad either. I Damn lost 35 yeah. pounds. You lost about 30, 30 pounds. No, you didn't. Did I you? lost 35 pounds. Oh, no. I would have said five or so. <laughs> I, g- I gained five back, but yeah, <laughs> I'm working out all the time. Yeah, I, I went down pretty good, and then I'm up a little bit, so I got to get back to We're it. We're going to arm wrestle in, uh, in June, so. by the way. We're going to do an arm wrestle here. We'll, we'll, 
We'll do that live oh, really? on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but beyond that, hey, next week, next Tuesday, we should let people know that uh, we'll be streaming live uh, Tuesday on the, what is what is Tuesday? The 9th. The 9th. Tuesday 11 a.m. 11 a.m. for your state of the city address, which is something we do all every year. Usually it's a little earlier than this. But, Usually in uh, January, right? January, yeah. yeah. But again, yeah, other things were, were in the way, of course, uh, more pressing. So... Uh, that's going to be live on all of our social media feeds. You can see that. You can watch it live, of course. Uh, but do you want to give a little teaser or talk a little bit about anything? Well, we'll talk. We'll, we will definitely will recap, much like we're doing today. We'll recap a little bit what's going on and how your government has responded and um, what we've learned. Um, but also to talk about the future. And I will be talking a little bit more about what Quincy College means to Quincy. That's going to be a major focus that we're going to be discussing. And uh, in these times of social justice and challenges and stuff. Quincy College is one of those institutions that serves people of all walks of life. Uh, an awful lot of uh, kids in the minority community that probably would not go on to college if not for Quincy College. So there's a lot of great stuff to talk about. We'll be hitting a number of those um, uh, on Tuesday and uh, talking about the future with that and some perhaps some other things. <laughs> going forward, but it's going to be a busy spring. I can I can say that he's tight lipped, folks. You have to watch. You have to watch at eleven a.m. on Tuesday, March 9th. We will be doing it from an undisclosed location, probably outside if it's a nice day. But uh, but watch on our Facebook, uh, also on QATV, I believe. So that'll be on uh, all of those places. And uh, Mayor, anything else you want to add? This has been a while. It has been a while. No, I mean let's, let's um. As I mentioned uh, to a reporter recently, you know, we're coming into spring, and um, spring and Easter is about new beginnings, right? And I think everybody is ready for some new beginnings. We've It's been a long year for everyone, so looking forward to that. And uh, as always, I'm grateful to serve as the mayor of this great city, so thanks. Mayor, thank you very much. It's been another edition of City View with Mayor Tom Koch, his podcast live from his office. Not live, actually. It's, it's well, it's Thursday. You're rusty, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really rusty. All right, Mayor. We'll talk to you next time.